August 30th, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're up to Perik Yod Gimal. Perik Yod Gimal Beveur Midat HaPerishut. Perishut, I think, is translated as abstinence, as staying away from something. HaPerishut says, Mesilat Yesharim, Hitechilat HaChasidut. It's the beginning of the approach and the character trait of Hasidut. It gets coupled with Hasidut, which we'll address later in this book. And you'll see shikol all that was explained until now. sadik. It's for a person in order to get to the status and level of sadik. And from here on in, hasid. You're on the pathway to hasidut. Now, the definition of hasidut, according to Mesilat Yesharim, is not identical to that of Harambam. We'll return to that later in this in this perik, or, or uh, as we discuss Hasidut in Misilati Sharim. But Hasid for Harambam is along the lines of something that's out of the center. It's something that's on a more of an extreme level. For Misilati Sharim, it'll be a different definition, so it's important to distinguish that already. But he says from here on in, we're talking about what's called Hasidut. And uh, he says, Venimsa ha perishut im ha Hasidut. If you recall, zehirut was the uh, was the uh, mindset and the approach of abstaining from doing wrong, and zehirut was the commitment to doing right. Right, one is staying away, and the other is going ahead and doing. He says, in turn, perishut would be likened to the zehirut, and hasidut will be likened to zehirut. Hasidut will be t- bringing us to the pro- positive, proactive um, uh, ways, and uh, in contact, in contrast, perishut will be the shevata uh, aseh, the matters which you're supposed to uh, build barriers and stay away from. So he's only introducing it slowly. So he begins, Mesilat Yesharim does, by quoting a Gemara as definitive or as definitional with regards to what Perishut is. It's a Gemara which uses that word Kadesh, Kadesh Milashon Kedusha. You should sanctify yourself even from matters which are mutar, already permitted. That is the definition of Perishut sanctifying, we're going to have to return to that word many times throughout this Perik, and to understand Perishut, sanctity, very appropriate this past week's parasha, Parashat Kedoshim, uh, extends itself and is defined by even matters which are, according to the letter of the law, permitted. What's the reason to forbid them then? This is the instruction of this word perishut. It's to distance yourself and abstain from something. In other words, you even, something which is permitted, say for yourself that it's prohibited. Those, as I mentioned last time, are important words. From Misilat Yesharim, the purpose of Perishut is to ultimately speaking keep you away from the actual matter of Yisur. That's in contrast to the commentary of Ramban Nachmani in this past week's parasha. Ramban says, Kedoshim Tihiyu is not per se to keep you from objective sins. 
It's to keep you from a lifestyle which is inappropriate even within permitted activities. What does Ramban mean by that? He gives examples of what a naval birshuta Torah is. It's a person who knows the laws of nida and yet involves himself with his wife in permitted circumstances in an excessive way in uh, sexual desires and pleasures. It's a person who knows the laws of kashrut and yet um, uh, continues indulging throughout their lives on a consistent and constant basis in fine, fine wines and, and delicious meats as if that is his existence. There can, says Ramban Nahmani, not so much as a distance, not at all as a distance from eating Dvarim Ha'asurim or being uh, involved in relations which are forbidden. A Naval Birshuta Torah, unlike Mesilat Yesharim, who says over here that we don't get to the Isur itself, it's that these are not Dvar Isur. And yet, Kedoshim Tehiyu tells us you should nonetheless not be involved with them. He doesn't, Hi, Inyan. Is it, he doesn't bring that pasuk, though. Is he talking about that pasuk? He's not quoting that pasuk here. He will continue to talk about Kedushah throughout the Perek. And not talk about that pasuk? Though? He will reference the Hazal in that pasuk. Kedoshim Tehiyu, Pirushim Tehiyu. He'll get there. Why didn't he do it at the onset? No, no, I, I don't know. Oh yeah, he'll quote it in, in due time. Ve'ha'inyan shekol davar sheyuchal lehivaled menu geramat ra afal pi she'achshav eno gorem lo kol sheken she'enenu ra mamash yirhak ve'ifrosh mimenu anything which will bring you potentially down the line to an evil and bad matter to find them as an objective issue from the Torah, you should in turn distance yourself from it. Isn't this how you? The book is supposed to be in order, right? Yes. Isn't this, shouldn't this be before Nikiyu? Like you need this to get to Nikiyu? Why? Because how can you be permanently not Kino when you describe everything without first doing this? Building these boundaries? These are how to get to Nikiyu. He's going to suggest, uh, as he goes along, so maybe we should stay, um, um, you know, fastened, but uh, he will say this is, as a matter of fact, the way of Perishut is a Gezerah She'en HaSibu Nikiyut is not something that's simple per se, but to 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 accept the to accept the commitment to the black and white realities is different than to, to accept hours, even more than that. Like, like the, the, the actual stuff that we're putting into place, right? That's right. As opposed so, to this, that's like right. The next so, so let, that's right. So, so to to state it more clearly, what you're suggesting, and he'll he'll bring this out in just yeah. a few moments, Misilat Yisharim, is that we already have gezerot which are built into our system. Those are gezerot midrabanats, not what we're referring to here. Over here, we're referring to the personal acceptances because of the dangers inherent in um, what they might lead to. Before you go forward, can we say that Shuta Torah? We all look at that as a bad thing, and it seems it is. Right, yeah. but you, the first of the Sadiq, and Sadiq is following the letter of the law, right? Which, for intents and purposes, seems that the Ramchal would include the Babur Shutatari. He's following the Halachot. He's Sadiq. He's following. I'm telling you, Misil. Um, uh, you're asking is Misilati Sharim in the Sadiq, which does not include Kedushah. So does. For, so does that as a result, again, for Ramban, that's the definition of Kedoshim Tehiyu. That is a mitzvah, that's a commandment. 
Ramchal is not per se on the same um, mode of thought. Hitbonen shalosh madregot. Here's where he gets a little bit more explicit. He says there are three levels. Yesh ha'isurim atzmam. There's the objective, black and white letters of the Torah. Do not do this. You may perform this. V'yesh siagotehem. And then there are their gates. V'hem ha'gzerot v'hamishmarot shigazru hazal al Yisrael. Those are the... The gezerot and the uh, and the safeguards of the hachamim. We have many gezerot v'yesh, and beyond that, there's ha'herhakim herhakim shemutal al kol parush parush laazot liot kones betoch shelo uboneg darim laatzmo. Beyond that, there are the gedarim that we can perhaps should be making for ourselves. The hainu lehaniach min ha'heterim atzmam. Even for matters which are permitted, not forbidden for the entirety of our nation. And to distance ourselves from them so that we build a greater distance from sin. Perhaps you'll claim, perhaps you'll uh, object. Who told you? What's your sourcing and your grounding that you can? And should add on to the Isurim of the Hachamim. In a well known statement in Talmud Yerushalmi, the statement is actually in the context of Nidarim, if I'm not mistaken, Ran quotes this in his commentary two times to Masech Nidarim. The idea is uh, it's not enough, it's not sufficient that which Bore Olam built as Gidarim, as Siagim in the Torah. It's not enough that which he told you is forbidden, and you're adding on to them. So, wait a second, doesn't that ward us away from? Perishut, um, as Mesilat Yesharim is describing it, isn't the concept of not making a gezerali gzera, which effectively is this, isn't that defying perishut? This is not precluding the, the entity and the reality that the hachamim did build siagim uh, and, and gezerot, uh, that they did. Once they put that in place, and we very often halachically do make this argument, we don't make new gezerot. We accept that which was nigzar from the hachamim. We don't extend it further. As a result, that should run up against and negate anything we're discussing in this perik with regards to perishut. And if the rabbis, hachmeha masorit, permitted it, why should we be extending this and, and talking about this further? Now, this is a very important conversation to have. He's going to flesh it out. There's more to be said about this, which we should and perhaps will discuss over the course of, uh, of Perik Yod Gima. For example, Rabbi Meir Mazuz, in his introduction to Halegimal of Mishnah Berurah Ish he talks there about his vision with regards to his Masorah when it comes to Shabbat. He says, in general, we will permit that which is permitted and be also that which is uh, prohibited. He says, when it comes to the laws of Shabbat, and he discusses and, 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 and explains this at greater length, there are siagim and gezerot in order to preserve something with regards to Shabbat, which he understands to be the reality. He gives examples of such. I even, Chacham Yosef, 
who is well known, is renowned for his continued um, the pronouncement of we don't make gezerot midaten, we don't make up these sorts of gezerot. Now again, keep in, be mindful that each of those circumstances that I'm referring to are for the nation, for the collective, which is not really what we're discussing here, but I'm pointing out that even within that, there are circumstances where we say, oh, but we need to draw the line here. Even he, I remember reading uh, from his son, Chacham Yitzhak Yosef, he once heard his father talking about uh, cigarettes, and he was talking about the permissibility prohibition on Yom Tov. And he said, of course, it's Asur to smoke to begin with. And he asked him, his son did, his father, he says, but in Yahavedat, in the footnote, you write that it's permitted. Did something change? He said, no, nothing changed. He says, but I heard you said in the class that it's fully permitted. He said, for me to speak publicly about something that I don't think people should be doing, I need to understand, I need to set forth for them a certain siag, a certain geda in this circumstance. And Hamitzhak understood that there are circumstances as a posek halacha that a certain line needs to be drawn, which means to say that although he's addressing this as a big issue, we can already diminish the issue by understanding there are amongst poskezim anenu and midorot shekadmanu, there are circumstances where there's a need and an understanding that over here we need to draw a line. The key part is whole paragraph. The key part will be that it's, but what I'm saying is already to understand that the question is not such a strong question to begin with. Because we have circumstances where we do this on a national level to begin with. So Kalvahoma, when you're already gonna, gonna, going to bring it away from the nation and look at the individuals instead. Hamitzhak, if I'm not mistaken, said that his father instructed him likewise with regards to the way he talked about alarm clocks in Yalkut Yosef. Told him he shouldn't have written in such a permissive fashion. Anyway, uh, that being the case, um, we have to continue here. And so he says, uh, that's a question. How, how could we make something as a gezerah, which the hachamim did? And furthermore, there won't be any limit. There'll be no boundaries. If we continue building pirishut and gezerot and siagim and all sorts of boundary and all sorts of gates away from the isur. We won't have any benefit from this world at all. The Hazal and Talmud Yerushalmi teaches, We're going to be persecuted, or prosecuted rather, against for not enjoying that which was permitted and we could have and should have in turn enjoyed. They have a derasha from that pasuk in Kohelet. Teshuba. He begins the Teshuba, the answer here, and we'll begin it, although we won't conclude it. The entity, the concept, the character trait of abstinence is absolutely necessary. There it is, Ralph. He begins by saying it's a derasha of the hachamim from the first pasuk in Parashat Kedoshim. Rashi cites this in his commentary. What's the definition of Kedusha? To be parush. To abstain from, to be separated from Odamru. Similarly, the Gemara Masechetanit, Koleyoshev Betanit, someone who abstains from eating and drinking, Nikra Kadosh, Kalbahomim Nazir. That's the concept, that's the entity of Kedusha. Odamru, Sadiko Chelasova Nafsho. The Doresh Pasuk in Mishle, that a Sadiq, a righteous one, eats Lesova Nafsho just until they're satiated. 
not beyond. It's about abstaining. It's about drawing a line. See, deviating from the like the natural meaning of the pasuk, I think, just means you're separating yourself from the natural. He's saying that it means you're separating yourself. He's citing from material me- desire. That's not he. He's citing several ma'amare hazal. The ma'amare hazal are defining kedusha as a reality, as an action of separation. Not per se from no, no, for sure, it always means separation. Separation from material desires. I mean, of... what does that have to do with non-Jews? Right. What does that have to do with non-Jews? It's, it's abstaining. I, I think the daily's point is the Peshat maybe is to separate, but there in that Pasuk, the Peshat is around separating from other nations or the Goyim. I understand. What I'm it, saying is that if the, he's only quoting Kedoshim to you, not for the context of the Pasuk, for what it means to be Kadosh. To be Kadosh means to separate not only from non-Jews, but means to separate, means to abstain from, means to not be excessive in, in what's unnecessary. That no, no, but isn't that the Torah itself? Because that will come back to the argument that you have in Yerushalmi. We'll have to we'll have to we'll have to read through his again his sourcing from Divrei Hazal. You know, in this context, in the commentary of Rabdan Segel to Misilat Yisharim, he says he's quoting so many sources on this. He does this at points. Misilat Yisharim does, Ramchal does, but he's doing it even more over here. He suggests that along the lines of the first Mishnah in Pirkei Avot, first Mishnah in Pirkei Avot defines Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai, Moshe Ali Yoshua, and so forth. Bartenura questions. Why do you have that at the beginning of Masechet Avot? Generally speaking, you have that at the beginning of, I don't know, maybe put it at the beginning of all of Shas, at the beginning of Masechet Berachot. You don't have that at the beginning of any other Masechet. Baratunura suggests this is what you're reading about throughout Perkei Avot are what seem like ethics and morals. And as a result, you'd assume these are drawn from thin air. These are not based on a masoda, based on a tradition. And as a result, the Mishnah begins by t- stating, uh, says Bartenura, everything you're about to read afterwards is based on masoda. Everything you're about to read afterwards is following a certain path of tradition. Uh, in turn, says Rabbi Sergos, that's what Misilati Sharim is doing over here. Although it might not meet the eye in the simple sense in the reading of the Torah, he's quoting Masoda. To say, this is our Masoret on this. This is their understanding. This is their approach to these matters. It should be added in this context as well. The Gemara, perhaps the Gemara Masechet Shabbat and Dafyot Gimal. The well-known Gemara is talking already about what is, and we'll discuss in this Perik, a controversial mitzvah, the mitzvah of Nazir. Uh, the Gemara uh, describes at the end of Masechet uh, Berachot that a Nazir comes about as a result of uh, a person who sees a sota bekilkula, Yazir min hayan. But ultimately speaking, the Torah has a description in Parashat Naso of a Nazir. Who is a Nazir? What is a Nazir? A person who abstains from several things, among them not drinking and not uh, coming in contact with that. And Nazir... And what's that? And not cutting their hair. But Nazir, uh, the Gemara says, uh, we, we say to a Nazir uh, um, to avoid even a vineyard. We keep them away from a kerim. What are you keeping them away from a vineyard for? You're distancing them not only from the eating of the wine, you're distancing them, distancing them from even coming close to the potential of eating from grapes and wine and drinking from wine. It means that you already have realities with in the Hachamim, that, so to speak, you have Gezerot, Li Gezerot, for individuals, there is such a reality which which just, which does, in a certain sense, stream through Divrei Hachamim. The question is the applicability. The question is how and, and when we understand this as a reality in our own lives. Mesilad Yesharim is certainly painting a picture for us over here. It says, Odamru, Berabbena HaKadosh, Bishat Mitato, Zakaf Eseretz, Eseretz, Be'otav, Ve'amar. 
and says about the the Gemara says at the end of Ketubot, at the end of his life, he, he lifted up his ten fingers and he said, It's revealed and known in front of you. I didn't get any benefit from this world, even from my small finger, even from my pinky. No benefit. I didn't go, I wouldn't have excessive benefits and have any benefit beyond that which was necessary. Who is, until and prior to praying for Torah to enter into you, to become part of your innards, and maybe pray first or necessarily pray first that you not overindulge with food and drink, that you not eat beyond the necessary food and drink. Hen kol ele ma'amarim morim beferush. These statements and others make clear the necessity and the um, obligation of perishut, of abstaining, even from that which is mutar. But we can't allow for these to stand on their own. We did start with Talmud Yerushalmi. We do have counter statements with regards to this reality, with regards to how we approach this world, with how we approach Torah and mitzvot, is it just that which the Torah and the Hachamim um, um, prohibited, that's what I accept, nothing beyond? Or is there alternatively a high level, a necessary level of Kiddushah, of Pirishut, as we're seeing developed over here? Uh, the truth is, even by a Nazir, it should be noted as well. Nazir is the Torah's example of an individual who separates himself. The Torah describes it as Ish o Yafli Lindor Neder Nazir Lahashem. And that Lashon of Yafli, what does it mean to Yafli? Ibn Ezra in a famous commentary says Yafli, Rashi alludes to this as well, is Milashon Pele, means to separate. The Nazir separates himself, separates himself from the regular society, he separates himself from those indulgences. The Gemara Masechid Nidarim describes how Shimon HaTzadik came in contact with a Nazir and it was the first and only Nazir that he was impressed by. It was a person who felt that he was getting led astray by his physical desires, by his physical attraction that he decided he needed to be a Nazir. A Nazirut is not per se looked at in a negative way, in a consistent way. It's along the lines of this Kiddushan Perishut. We'll have to test out when and how uh, we do positively envision this. Do they use the word Kadosh for Nazir in the Torah? No. They, they say, don't. Why does it think they're also machloke? That's what I said. It's not far from simple. I'm just yeah. quoting the positive ones right it's, now. It's finally very similar to like Rambam's examples of where he says, yes, you should be in the middle. I don't want to deal with Rambam right now. I said that at the onset. Rambam, different, different approach to this matter. There are certainly many distinctions and many principles to be set forth. There's a perishut and abstinence which we're commanded to be involved in. And there are others that we're not supposed to fail with this perishut. Sometimes you're not supposed to be too righteous. So how do we define the distinction? Let's read one paragraph and begin that distinction. Let's start with the positive side of sides of Pirishut. We began this book in Perikal talking about how existence is filled with challenges, pitfalls, obstacles for human beings. 
והוכחנוהו בראיות, והתעמת לנו גם כן רוב חולשת האדם וקרבת דעתו אל כל הרעות. And we understood as well how human beings are prone to fall prey uh, to each of these evil uh, entities and uh, difficulties of life. יתברר, it should in turn become clear, בהכרח, with all certainty, שכל מה שיוכל האדם להימלט מן העניינים האלה, that any possibility that you or I have to avoid these obstacles, these challenges, these pitfalls, these traps, ראוי שיעשהו כדי שיהיה נשמר יותר מן הרעה שברג להם. We certainly should be involved in that. We should be distancing ourselves. There's a trap up ahead. Distance yourself from it. כי הנה אין לך תענוג עולמי אשר ימשוך אחריו איזה חטא בעקב. You should know there's no pleasure in existence that doesn't somehow have attached by its ankle, just, just lagging behind some sin, some sinful activity, thought, or approach. He begins by defining, דרך משל מאחר המשתה, כשנוקו מכל איסורי האכילה, הנה מותרים הם, תאית כל שפוד, What's the issue? Omnam milui ha-keres moshech ha-hara perikat ha-ol. He says, however, when you overindulge, when you fill yourself beyond that which was necessary, it brings forth in your mind and in your spirit a certain feeling of kohi ve'otsim yadi, of shamanta avita kasita, umishteh ha-yayin, moshech ha-hara ve'zenut, usha'an minim ra'in. And overindulging in wine and intoxication brings about zenut, sexual promiscuity, and other uh, evils. And we're just talking about if it was happenstance. Imagine a person who does it consistently. If a person becomes... Um, if a person becomes addicted to the meat or the wine or any of these things, uh, they feel a certain uh, lacking when it's not there. They're addicted to it. They're going to overwork beyond what they're supposed to be doing in order to achieve it. So it might be a bit removed, but then you're going to overwork and then potentially be failing in, in ethics and morality and stealing and thievery and involving yourself in other people's money. And in turn, uh, swearing false. Again, there are many far-off circumstances, but essentially, says Mesilat Yisharim, by simplifying our lives with regards to indulgences, we can minimize the collateral damage. Who's eating and drinking in an overindulgent, hedonistic way, the Torah, in its punishment of him, is saying to us, we know where this will lead. We know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, what this is prone to lead you into. So says Mesilat Yesharim in his beginnings of a conversation about Perishut, the necessity, the positive side of it. He says, listen, nobody can argue that over-physical Gashmi involvement can and will bring a person to challenging circumstances. As a result, to appreciate the end of the reality known as Perishut, to understand its positive nature, to be optimistic about distancing myself, can't be something which isn't on our minds at the very least at the beginning of a conversation here in Perukyot Gimal.